0: Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers, past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. Welcome to Bluebells Forever, and my guest is Mick Thompson. And he just taught a kick-ass class at my dance studio. Just happened to be in Seattle, not just happen. You're up here for a project, which we'll talk about. And I've heard about you. Your name has come up in several interviews. And then our mutual friend, Tammy, said, mix in town. I'm like, wait, is this the same Mick Thompson? So we get to do it in person, which a lot of these things are over Zoom in our, in our different homes. So you're in my space, in my town, teaching my dancers. And it was fabulous. And you, you challenged them like crazy.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And it's really nice to be told something like this, because I remember when I was training that when somebody that I thought of like a Ronnie Lewis or something, I would hear his name. And I never ever thought my name would ever come up in conversation when it comes to being a choreographer that uh, people are aware of. So that made me feel good. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been researching and finding old videos and Bonaire, I think is just one of the most beautiful i mean i love the older showgirl with a huge huge headdress but there's something about her with those beautiful the pheasant feathers and then there was so much variety within that show and there's a lot of variety within the choreography but before we get there because there's I, really there's two choreographers on that which i think is a great move yeah like too. the show i was in hello hollywood hello had three choreographers hmm. so they have kind of whatever was their strongest style is they get to just go nuts with it and then somebody else who might have more of the showgirl thing does that and just really showcase that that's also good
1: for the dancers to have. Yeah, it is. The variety. Yeah.
0: So, where, where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Modesto, California. And I grew up um, in a place where my parents would allow us to pick a talent that we wanted to do. Um, first one being my oldest sister, uh, who was five years older. So, I was the youngest. So, I had to wait through five different choices. And um, my my oldest brother chose to be a, a dancer, a ballroom dancer, because my mom and dad actually, to make ends meet, were teaching ballroom lessons when we were just babies, you know? And um, so we knew that that was an option, but they never, you know, forced us to. it. But my brother, Eric, decided he wanted to try to do ballroom dancing. And then, um, then my other brother did too, but he was not that uh, coordinated, so he went to basketball. Anyway, by the time it was my turn, I saw how much attention my brother was getting by getting chauffeur to these classes and over here to this class. And I thought, when they asked me, Mick, what do you want to do? I said, I want to dance like Eric. I really didn't know if I wanted to dance, but uh, I just said I that. Attention. You know? So I'm like, okay, my turn. And so um, my mom and was good friends with the studio owner and in Modesto, California, and in Barum, they always need boys. So mm-hmm. we weren't so rich. So I'm sure my mom kind of worked it out that I was able to come and start taking some classes without really breaking the bank, so to speak. But it was worth it because I did my first lesson with the cha-cha-cha. And I remember to this day, I could not stop touching. And everybody was just like, Mick, and there wasn't anything that I couldn't learn quickly. So it was in my blood. And yeah. I realized that was my gift at that point. It's like
0: when people so- find their thing, it- especially when people have money to throw around, like the kids, like I'm going to try soccer, swimming, gymnastics yeah, art. Right. and try a million things. And maybe they never, even if you try a hundred, but if you, that first thing grabbed yeah. you yeah. Yeah. and they knew you are good at it.
1: Yeah. Cause I didn't know. I just went there, but when they did the cha, it was in my blood. And then, you know, it just was then the studio owner was telling my mom that he needs to stay in the dancing. Anyway, By the time I was 15, I was a world, I was a a US Latin formation, excuse me. I was a ballroom junior Latin champion of the United States.
0: Oh my gosh, those are intense, right? I've watched like some of the competitions like on on YouTube, but it looks like an intense situation to be a competitive ballroom dancer.
1: Well, the thing was, is that I was part of the world formation dance championship team called the California Ballroom Dancers. Yeah, and that's where the reason why they call it such a long label is because there was only like six official world formation dance competitors, you know? And so um, these were all ballroom dance teams that were competing at the world uh, in, in Blackpool every year. Now, Modesto, California ballroom dancers, were the winners and they had the title. I was young training on that team, but never got a chance to go to Europe to compete. But they did, I had a partner who wanted me to be with her partner to compete as a uh, partnership in, in the uh, juniors division. And I said, okay. So her parents, I think, paid for my lessons to compete with her, And but it, uh, it was worth it. We ended up winning the United States Championship as I told you, and that was pretty difficult. I mean, um, I just went and didn't really have that much stress because I just went to go have a lot of fun. And um, One thing I learned through that competition is the only people there are people that are paying money to watch their family or, you know, uh, their, their, their students compete and nobody's there to watch the talent of just, so it was like all competitive. So I thought to myself, well, I'm going to turn this into performance. So everybody's going to know that um, this guy is not necessarily a dancer, but he's going to perform for you. And so because everybody was so serious, you know? Yeah. So I just decided, um, you know, because my mom said, you know, the best thing when I love to watch when you dance, son, is that you smile and that makes a lot of people happy. And I just took that as a key thing to remember to up my up the um, the quality of my performance. And that was smile. And I smiled, I smiled so big that nobody could you know, deny the fact that they couldn't stop watching me right. because I was going to pull, pull that. And um, so I just used that as one of my tactics to have fun because when you're smiling, it made the whole experience a lot more fun because I was just seeing people enjoying the experience. And, and my my partner, she didn't want to smile as much as me, but she couldn't help it. <laughs> it
0: well, because when you watch it, they have the very, very serious, intense face, brows, yeah. blurred nostrils almost.
1: Yeah. But yeah. then if
0: they smile, it doesn't sometimes feel genuine because i feel like if you are super competitive it's hard to like let any joy squeak out but if you but if you get to see that's a really beautiful thing if you get to see that it affects an audience i've actually talked to like a lot of people at the lido and on the dancers like that some of them it's not just like that they could be adored like they love giving they love to see what the audience receives i'm like that's a generous performer instead of adore me adore me they're like i love to, to let them, to like give it to them and then they get it back because of that instead of just the adoration. I just think that that's a different kind of performer.
1: Well, yeah, and the thing was that I liked about being in Las Vegas shortly after, um, after uh, Modesto, I left you know, to go to Vegas and to um, try my luck at a being a showboy. And I was only 16 years old, but I did graduate from high school. And at 16? I, yeah, oh. I took a test and I graduated and um, so, therefore, I was able to um, I was uh, able to leave because my parents understood that I had already done like five or six jobs in Modesto, and always was you know good on paper routes, working at 14 years old, uh, scooping ice cream, doing uh, serving wine at at, at steak dinners at Happy Steak or whatever when I'm 15. <laughs> so I was already kind of living an, an adult life, and. Um, My dad was kind of like, well, if you're not, if you're, if you're gonna not go to school, then you're gonna need to work, and you can help us with the bills. And then I said, "Well, dad, does that mean I can go?" And he really couldn't say no, you know.
0: (laughs) The logic. The logic.
1: So we went. I got permission to go to Vegas, and I, I was told how to get a job there. I was told how to audition um, from somebody that had a son that was there, and he gave. And the son called me, and he said, "When you get into town." You just um, call backstage. You ask for the costume department. From the costume department, you ask them to get you the dance captain for the males. From there, the dance captain will be around because they don't go anywhere in between yes. shows, and he'll give you a private audition in between shows. So sure enough, I did that with the Tropicana Hotel, and um, the dance captain came out. He gave me a quick audition, and I and I it was kind of a disco. And so this was the this was 1980 and I uh, or 1981. I just turned 16 years old, and I had disco experience. So this style I was able to do. And he goes, gosh, you caught on quick. I don't need any dancers, but they do at the Ronnie Lewis show down the street, Casino De Paris." And they called the dance captain. And there, you know, five days later, I'm working in one of those shows.
0: OK, because you did ballroom and yeah. nothing in between that and Ron Lewis. Yeah, because we you taught a great class and those are like very beautifully trained ballerinas but when you got to the ron lewis you can see that does not work on their body no, it right, took a right, while I guess this looks awkward yeah, when yeah, you yeah. have that takes a while but maybe that was a good thing that you went you didn't start with a lot of ballet that you went from ballroom was it did that style feel normal on your body or uh, well i was
1: it well because of the disco for me to do the Ronnie Lewis song yeah. because I, I was already learning how to do the disco yeah and so uh, it was easy for me to get the, the, the pop and stuff plus i think you just absorb more when you're young you know right, right. and uh and but the pro- the thing was is it wasn't ballet. As long as it wasn't balletic, because I would have lost it. They would have caught on if I had to do a double pirouette or a high battement or a jeté or yeah. anything like that. I would have gotten caught, and they would say this guy is not a dancer. Whereas Ronnie Lewis, that wasn't part of their choreography. Even their audition, I don't recall doing a kick or a double pirouette at all, ever in yeah. any of his stuff. So. It was all about the the Jerry Jackson. I mean, now there was a few choreographers that carried around the same Vegas style, and that's why I was so fortunate to learn this because I was one of the youngest ones, and I was probably the youngest dancer in Vegas for a good three three years. And then when I was eighteen, uh, doing Solid Gold at the time, then at seventeen. The TV show. In, it was a TV show on stage.
0: Oh, was there, that's, what some of us will say that's the show when I go, that's what I want to do more than anything, I want to be a solid gold dancer. Oh, you did? Oh my gosh, yeah, so sorry. Oh, yeah, I I, if, even if you said you're in Broadway, I wouldn't be as impressed as if you said solid, you solid gold. I'm a solid gold dancer, I know all Especially the choreography. You, solid gold. My yeah. gosh.
1: And so, yeah, it was really fun, but... um I'm just saying that it was a style that Vegas had that you could enjoy being a dancer without being something that you needed to see today, World of Dance or Dancing with the Stars or even So You Think can Dance. Yeah. The, the level of dance uh, for television and for the inter- average entertainer has really upped. That means when people do go see like the Lido, they kind of just will judge it more because they're like, this isn't really, I mean, this is nice to see, but they forget that this is a different style. This isn't about doing a dance competition, every single routine, right? you know? Yeah. Which is, that's what we're programmed to watch now.
0: Yeah. So how many funny. more tricks can you get in there?
1: Yeah. How many more tricks <laughs> can you do in there? They don't appreciate what the showboy was, you know? And, uh, but it was so much fun. I remember the, all those shows, I mean, that were, it, the, you know, the, the Titanic, of the Jubilee? Yeah. Samson, Delilah, all the drama that they have. You're watching so, Cecil B. DeMille
0: on, yeah, on yeah. the stage so yeah. how was that being 16 and you're thrown into this adult Vegas life how, well, how did you do with that because being young I was 20 and I was still like oh wow there's things I've never heard of or known
1: I'm a Mormon boy so I was kind of like okay first of all I didn't think my parents would ever allow me to do it but now get this so now I'm you know I knew that the show was topless and my mom they all knew it was topless too but my mom and dad my dad won a Kirby vacuum best best uh, top dealer in Modesto area, which gave him a free trip to Vegas, and that was a free room and dinner show at the same hotel that I was dancing at. Yeah, so it just so happened. I'm sorry this this story is amazing. So already, <laughs> so my mom and dad they finally got a chance to go, and they're and they're with their the other uh, people from their team in Modesto, so they know I'm in the show, you know, and I'm sure my mom and dad were like, "How can you let him do the show?" You know, but. When they saw me dance, they can never pull me off the stage because I was just so on fire. Oh, I mean, I wow. was just, you know, so energetic. And the dancers, I mean, they some of the the men were like 40 years old, but they were not envious. They were so supportive and loving. Nobody, I mean, I didn't have any bad problems with some kind of like sick, you know, molester or something like that. Um, the the females, I mean, I have to say it was the first time I saw a topic of a girl coming walking in and just talking to me with her top yeah, off. <laughs> <laughs> But my parents didn't drag me off the stage, and they became my best friends at, at that point because um, they just knew that you know dancing is something that you know just came, and they're like, hey, "He's making more money than I. he's probably making the same amount of money as I am doing the vacuum, so we might as well just let him and stay he's here." It. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's and what so. I you know. When I moved to Vegas and I went to Reno in my small town, they were saying it was dancing naked on party boats. I'm like, "That's not close." Oh, yeah. There's all the things that people think, and they yeah. think it's some wildlife. We would do the show. I'd go home and have popcorn and watch an old black and white MGM. Right, right. <laughs> and we went right. out and did things, but I would come home and see my college friends that were going to fraternity. They were way more wild and doing way different more yeah. than I think people think show people. Yeah. Like yes, there was yeah. there's drugs and all that stuff, but it's not much yeah, different than going a, to college. Yeah, yeah. And I,
1: I never saw any of that. The Ronnie Lewis show, you know, I just didn't see any of that drug abuse at all. So yeah. which show did you do? Casino de Pri. Was the name of the show? Yeah. Okay. And that was. And that was the uh, right before. Remember, then they had the, the big union scare, and then the, the union was trying to come in and take over. Uh, we wanted to have a dancers' union. And stuff yeah. That, Agba, they were trying to get Agba, and that didn't work. And didn't so, they say
0: they would they would unionize? And they said if you do, we close the show. And they did. Is that that show?
1: That uh, show yeah. Yes. Somebody just right. shared that story with me recently. Oh, yeah. Like, that yeah. That I, sounds think, familiar. I think that's what happened. Is we actually were going and Agba, and that's when they closed Considered free. Yeah. yeah. Because we were like, oh. Wow. And I was there for the closing show, and it was funny. Now, I do have to tell you, though, after about three months in Vegas at 16, remember when you're 16, three months was, it feels like almost a year or two years. (laughs) And you're just like, wow. So across the street, there was a Denny Crockett, who was a member of my church, and he's good friends with my dad, was the musical director for the Osmines, Donnie Marie show, across the street. So now he has already got wind that I'm dancing at this show. You know, that's a not so, you know, a great environment as far as being a young Mormon boy. Never really got wanted me to be like, he should be on his mission or anything like that. But he did have an opportunity he wanted to tell me, about, to tell my dad about that they did tell me about, which was to go to Rick's College Junior, which is now called BYU Junior, and Rick's in, up in Idaho to be a choreographer. The producer needed a choreographer. And they're wanting to offer it to me because they knew I could probably do it. And plus, it was going to get me into an environment where I could use my talents for the award, you yeah. know, for the, for using it for a, a more positive place. And um, even though this, sh- I shouldn't say that because there's nothing more positive than seeing one of those extravagances. Right. They, they bring yeah. you so much joy yeah. watching. They're so happy. But um, anyway, but just using an environment where kids my own age and this and that and that. So I, I went and I was the choir for, for their uh, it's kind of BYU young ambassadors Tech show. It was like, they're singing dance choir. Yeah. And they're really great. And but what's funny. So we go on tour to Africa. Now in Africa, I meet this, these young guys that were hanging out with me and we were talking and everything they were explaining a place called sun city, South Africa. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Wow. So I'm, what they did is they picked me up at the host town. it it's like at midnight and i would go to their house and stay until like for three more and they take me back so I, I was thinking out of the house because i really wasn't part of the school um because i wasn't going to school i just was there to teach
0: yeah
1: i was so i wasn't really breaking the rules because i really didn't have any so <laughs> but anyway they, i called sun city and i called for the costume department and yeah. i called for the male <laughs> dance captain but instead of the male dance captain Sharon, Sh- Sh- Sharon Shackleford was in the costume. She's like, hey, let me take this call, you know? And then I, she realized it was me. She goes, Mick Thompson? Oh, my gosh. So here I'm in Zimbabwe, Africa. She's on, and she was my partner in, in Casino de Paris. And she's a lead in now in South Africa. And she's telling me, Mick, we need a dancer. She hooked me up with a dancer. So now I'm telling the Mormon group, I'm going to Sun City.
0: Wow. You know?
1: I mean, we finished our tour. Yeah. It, was just, it was like a month's tour. And it was great. But then I'm like, I'm going to go home and now it. So they're like, no, we're just going to bring you on back. And they actually um, flew in. They flew for one day. They flew me to South Africa real quick to, to talk to me, said, yes, you're fine. I went back with the, the team. Uh, and then they shot me back to Cincinnati. That, that's oh how the gosh. jobs kept getting. Uh, I kept getting more training. Now I'm doing a Nick Navarro show. He was more jazz. He was more difficult than Ronnie, even Ronnie yeah, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: do you know Michael Shepherd?
1: Yeah, I know Michael.
0: I just interviewed him and Marty Lewis, and Michael
1: Shepard was in my show. thought he
0: just mentioned that today. Since so I'm like, I wonder if it's the same time because I feel like that time frame. Yeah, break, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. We had a really real,
1: Michael Shepherd. Oh my god!
0: I will tell him I'm talking to you right now.
1: Michael Shepherd was uh, he also was in Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah. He was in Hello, Holly, Hello, Hello, Hello,
0: after yeah. I left.
1: But because that Bill
0: Strickland,
1: because I, I mean. Seemed like Jubilee was getting ready. That that was there when it was like the transfer time between um, Hello Hollywood, and Hello, because that show was there first, right? In in Vegas, but Jubilee was supposed to open.
0: They had the fire. Hello Hollywood opened, so it was like around. Yeah, I the show Hello Hollywood '78. So yeah. yeah, Michael Michael was, came he, in like '80.
1: Yeah, he was in that show. Whatever show yeah, was there. He that was, was there. before. Huh? Yeah, because we used to go. So I used to we, drive. I used to drive him down to LA. Oh my gosh. There's
0: like, you mentioned three names. You find out we are all in some circle. The Venn diagram of all these, like, today I just talked to two people that were in Sun. Wow. So, did you, how'd you even know you could choreograph? Like, I was always, always just, but there's some people that later in life, but I, every song I'd be in my room choreographing. Were you one of those? Okay. Well, when
1: I did the choreography, I must say, when I did the choreography for the, the school, I would be just taking choreography that I knew from the disco, whatever I was doing, and I was playing it and making it work. So I was choreographing, putting the steps I knew into a routine yeah. that I heard the music from, but it wasn't difficult and it all made sense and it all worked out, but I would I would never have continued if I had to keep pulling choreography from what I've already learned. Right. No, I mean, eventually where I really saw that I could choreograph was then um, I'm 24 and I've already went to LA, you know, because when you're doing the um, the dancing, you know, you really don't have time to choreograph. So I'm just in LA by this time and work. I mean, I met Debbie Allen scooping ice cream and she put me on fame for eight years. I I was one of these type of dancers that was that didn't have the training but had because of the personality.
0: Yeah. They
1: that would be more when you're 17, because I was now 17. I mean, this all happened in such a short time. From 16 to 17, now I'm in LA scooping ice cream, and on fame with Debbie Allen.
0: How, how did how did scooping ice cream turn into being on that show? does you talk about solid gold, yeah, because that was the other one as a dancer. Yeah. watching that, like that was like that's the life.
1: Well, because life. I went from Sun City, South yeah. Africa. Now I'm, I turned 17 there. That show, okay, and then after three months, my mom was, you know, she was homesick for me. Uh, so I'm like, three months. I've been here for a long time, and like, you know, it's far away. So. I'm like, okay, and I take the helicopter. I've got, and see, and so I got, I got, you know, jinxed for it because I quit my contract and I left, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, so my, my big slap on the hand was when, when Nick Navarro, yeah, <laughs> when Nick Navarro wanted me to dance, uh, wanted me in the show, uh, one of the dancers from South Africa reminded Nick, you don't want to use Nick. Remember, he's the one that like left the show. And because of the principle of it all, he kind of had to agree with him, yeah. you know? So after I didn't do one show for him, then he hired me on the next one. So I, you know, kind of like slap your hand, don't do that. But then I told Nick, sorry, I just, I just in for Solid Gold live and I got this bot there so I can't do your show. Anyway, so then 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 you're working with all of these different style dancers, right? Yeah. Chris Childers comes in, Mr. Gumby. Okay, I don't, can't even touch my toes. And he's in the show. And after I'm dancing with him, I'm thinking, hmm, he only has extension that makes him so awesome I mean I love him very much but so I started having Paul stretch my legs every so so I can get my legs up because I didn't have a high kick or anything like that in about two months after Chris Chose came in we were having to double up so we had to do a step kick you know how you you have the layouts and then you step around and then you step kick and it felt like a two girls doing the uh, prince uh the the leads yeah. or, or uh, principals, and they're mirroring. yeah me and chris had to do that oh <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like oh my gosh so he when i finally went out there and tore it up he was like no wait no because i've always had more energy i i'm crisper i mean he would be taking two counts to do his thing and he's he's smoother and i'm fast you know? oh yeah so i'm giving you all this energy and attack but my leg went up like that and he was like no way and then my bag went crack And he was like no way i said like, yeah
0: was that solid gold was that, that, was our, solid gold show. Was that crack no this
1: would have been kevin carlisle the tv kevin, okay yeah but anyway wow. it just shows you how the steps of becoming where i'm at today from the different shows yeah. i did knowing that you know I, I didn't really take uh the stretching and i didn't keep doing that um because well now i'm not really a performer but um uh, you know whenever chris and i would do so together, he'd be used to do all the technique. And then I'd be coming in to be doing sharp stuff, you know? So it always worked out. Um, but it's it was such an amazing career, you know, doing all this kind of dancing and popping around. But so that was 17 and 18, solid gold. And then 19, um, but the question was, is about the choreography, I'm sorry. Um, that uh, I started realizing that I can choreograph though, after when I'm 24, I was, talking i was reading a book called goodbye i love you and it was about this mormon man who um you know was coming you know coming out of the closet and his wife wrote the book and it was like they had a daughter named emily and then i found out that emily was at the age where she was at byu and i just had this whim that i needed to go to byu that's how crazy when you're young yeah i had to go to byu to let her know that her dad loves her and i went And I applied for a job. I became Professor Thompson overnight without not having any schooling. Because it's a private school, they were able to hand me a professional Professor Thompson. I'm choreographing choreography for musical theater, teaching an intermediate jazz class, and the choreographer for their musicals for that year, which was West Side Story. Guess who shows up and auditions for Anita? Emily. I mean, here she's a blonde girl with blue eyes, but she wanted Anita, and she worked it. So how can you not give her this part? So me and the, there she was, I was going, oh my gosh, I didn't have to go try to find you. Yeah. Here you are in front of me, you know? Because my mission was to use this to go find her, but now she's came to me. And, um, and you know, we forget about that experience. Cause I mean, when I told her, I told her this is what I felt like. So, and we became really, really close. How you know? did she
0: react when you told her?
1: Um, well, we became really, really close, yeah. you know? But, uh, and so anyway, but, uh, uh, and now, um, It's just, I love how, like, that's, but then I choreographed West Side Story, and I didn't have to, I did not want to look at Jerome Robbins' choreography, who's the original choreographer, so I wanted to see how this was going to be, just give me the music and let me go for it, and they loved it, and I didn't have to do anything, but he did, and I even had all my students had to write a little essay on how they felt about watching the movie and my choreography and stuff like that, and um, that's when I knew I could choreograph, and then I um, ended up after that, pretty soon after, uh, going to Disney, Uh, world to work with the disney mickey mouse club mickey mouse club went into the disney pleasure island dancers then they went to special events i started doing the parades in california went to tokyo got in with the disney became the in-house choreographer for for the disney uh, special events which are the ones that actually do the better shows because they do more uh, broadway um people come in to do a special event for a couple weeks like when they open up a show on hollywood boulevard Mm -hmm. i got to do those so I've just been so blessed. But, and the reason why Disney keeps using me since 2000 is because I've never brought one show to them that looked at all the same. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, so, that,
1: that's interesting. so that's because if you give me new music, I'm not gonna do anything that's gonna remind me, but they did do a lot of Latin style. And my reputation is, is because things have kind of changed from the live show scene to more of like the Matrix, I mean, to the um, meta, metaverse, uh, sort of like, you know, all the um, virtual reality stuff. So the live um, productions are kind of going away, but they keep telling me, Mick, whenever we do need that, you you are always on our mind. So oh. we'll see, I don't, I don't sit there and try to chase Disney because their company has changed a lot. And all the people that I used to, all the directors have all retired, see, so. I'm just floating around going to where I'm needed to use my gifts this, these days and right now it's all surfaced to come here to Seattle where I'm working on a, an original musical called Ozzy Untold Story and this is going um, it, to, it, this creative team come from London, the West End. So
0: Oh, yeah. okay, I did read because you sent me yeah, the Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, sure. This isn't just workshopping. So, how did you, what did you, what words? <laughs> when you were in Vegas... Did you see Jubilee, like the showgirl thing? Because you just out yeah. of class. Because my girls have been working showgirl stuff. Like they got these long legs, they're tall, they're ballet trained, and I'm like, I really want you to get the essence of a showgirl, not just put on heels. But you were throwing in showgirl and mambo and disco <laughs> and all of the things, and I'm like I was watching their brain go, like, because you can't go this is this because it's all yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. connected. Right, but had yeah. you seen those shows? Like this is what yes. like, like a Don Arden showgirl is different than maybe like Ron Lewis. But we were like, it's not even a showgirl. Because it's there's hardcore dancing, and topless, like just like we were. We've been doing this whole series for Bluebells forever about the, what a showgirl is. Because a lot of us have to say, "Well, I dance," or "I was a stripper." Like just the mm-hmm. word's been confusing. So even mm-hmm. when you see those shows, there is something different when you go to Vegas and see those shows than what you would see on Broadway. What it's not burlesque. Yeah. So when you first saw that, like kind of that more glamorous showgirl,
1: did that? Oh no, I love I love the glamorous showgirl. But what was um, what made it move was the guys dancing. See, the guys were allowed to do uh, the movement, while the girls had to do like mark that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you never saw the girls step up to the level of where the guys actually dancing. But the guys really are, especially in the Ron, uh, Ronnie Lewis show. They they kept they kept the, the dance vibe going pretty much. I mean, the girls were able to step in, but they would have to do you know because they're you know boobs are jumping around and they got the feathers and stuff. But they still had to get funky. Yeah. But When I recall, um, but when if I saw the Jubilee show, the only time I remember them dancing was when they were doing like the salute, you know, the the rocket stuff, you know. Like they really didn't do much dance. It was like Bollywood and lifts and legs. It was like a warm-up class, you know. I mean, (laughs) it really—I never thought of them as like dancers, you know, except the girls that I saw in in working for Ryan Lewis, Jerry Jackson, the uh, Moulin Rouge, or that's what they were doing, right? Was this Jerry Jackson did he did Jubilee? um, Oh yeah. They danced, they danced because they were acro dancers. So yeah, more, more energy with those guys and girls, but they were a lot more shorter, you know? But um, because when you saw the showgirls, they were, they were also the acro girls. So they didn't really have a line of tall girls. You know? Yeah. So, but um, but I thought I always wanted to be the one that broke that that um, edge and, and added more hot dancing along with the show girls because they could handle it. Yeah, know? yeah. And that's kind of what we did with it. Bon let's let's yes, talk about
0: how that even how you even got that offer and how you got that job
1: I was very surprised um I remember going to Paris when I was doing the Reebok uh, world tour and we were just dancing the malls or whatever <laughs> but I went to the Champs-Élysées and and I spoke to um, Pierre and I just asked him I was a dancer and I would really like to see the show <laughs> and he caught me and I remember so I you know and i didn't really go into i'm a choreographer and blah 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 because actually what's funny is that soon after jeff andrews who was the reebok choreographer short guy was the one that came in and choreographed up to show two two um because before these two like five years five years five years right mm-hmm. my show i lasted 15 years but so it was before me it was joan kelthorpe but the one before that was jeff andrews they actually he actually hired jeff andrews to come in and do a show for the Lido, and it did not go very well but anyway that's when i first met pierre and um, then i would be sent then i went to china and did those 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 uh, those uh, showgirl shows okay that's the videotape i mean back then we sent a videotape i sent the videotape copy to pierre as a submission didn't even know if i would ever get in just wanted him to get footage of me doing this in china and that's what got me in the door
0: Wow! Yeah, because I feel like the expectation is pretty
1: huge to take those over.
0: Yeah, because there was not... there's a lot riding on that.
1: Well, he never even called me to interview me. He just called me, offered me the job. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. Off your reel. Off the reel. Yeah. What was
0: on there? It was what kind it of It was the
1: it was the one I went and did in China. It was an extravaganza, which had been the Lido style, and yeah, you know, and it was all show girly stuff. That's and right. and guys, it was very much an extravaganza. You know, we did um, yeah. You know, and uh, but they would give me like three numbers, it was all Chinese music. But yeah, the girls, I'll see uh, clips yeah. of those things, you know. And I also went to um uh Beijing with a Russian cast to do another one, so I had and they weren't really the actual shows with all the costumes, these were just clips from all the rehearsals, so they can see that I'm working with all of them and stuff and stuff like that. You know? And uh, hopefully, I'll still the one in Dubai that's being talked about is going to come through too. Wow, so. oh
0: my gosh. So how did they just, because you guys, you and what was an other choreographer's name, Craig?
1: Craig, Craig,
0: yes. And was it by, we think you'd be good with this style, and like they split it up?
1: Yeah, um, Pierre already had an idea of who was going to do what, um, and uh, it pretty much stayed that way. And um, he needed, he wanted me to come and help him with one song, and his second act, he wanted me to help him out with one song. And, but, and so in exchange, I gave him one of my songs in the Bollywood number. Which I actually did a really good job on, you know, when things turning around. So, it's, it's
0: not someone trying to get in.
1: Oh. I think it's my dancers.
0: Oh, yeah, that we're a lot more closed. Right, shoot. Um. Huh. Okay. And we're getting, uh, so Mick, while I'm answering the door. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like you to talk about because I can't edit this right now. Um, um what it was even like stepping in there, like all this in there that you're going to, to be responsible and you've got these dancers looking at you like
1: oh, Well, geez. at first I just I came in there prepared with the idea and I had my friend Jack Faella with me. So we were going on the stage and we were making sure that um, he could dance with the heels on. And so um, I would teach him the choreography and he would put the heels on and we would go, we realized that it looks good. And because Jack Faella was also around this whole scene, he knows what the style needs to look like and if a girl can do it in these heels. So um, once we got past the Jack Faella test, we knew that the the cast would enjoy doing, doing the choreography that we presented for them. But mainly it was about Pierre. He was, he just loved my style. He loved everything I was doing. He never gave me any changes or any notes or anything like that. And the dancers were all really excited about it too. So. They said, we never danced like this. Maybe we're so happy, you know, because it was the Moulin Rouge girls who were the ones that were dancers and the Lido were the showgirls. But now, and even to the point where the, they call them the nudes, that was a more of the slow, the, the, the tall, well, they're all tall, but um, they were the more of the slower, beautiful girls. And the um, Bluebells were known as the dancers, but the songs yeah. that they gave me for the nudes were always much more hotter so I went and told Pierre, I said, can I make them dance? And he said, you can do that. And so the nudes became my featured dancers and the bluebells became more of my background. That
0: is, this has been our conversations a lot because in Hello Hollywood, Hello, I was a tall nude,
1: right. but, but it
0: was where they, it, back in the day, the tall nudes didn't dance right. and the bluebells did. But Jubilee in our show, I think it was even, like yeah. we were dressed for a lot of it and we got to do just the great choreography that the bluebells did. And they got to do some of the showgirl stuff. So I like that it wasn't like these dance, these walk. <laughs> like right, I felt right, like this, right. I
1: don't want to do a show just walking.
0: Well, I mean, I still made I, it made that,
1: it I, made, I made my bluebells to dance, but but the but they liked they liked the like the sexy sheep was one of the big numbers, and they liked the um my when I did my um suns and moons number, they, that was them, and that was something that they really liked, and and uh, and then. Um, my uh Marilyn Monroe number was really hot and it, and when I did the finale I, I choreographed the finale the very last section of the finale and that was um that was, uh, it was really hot so real stuff
0: I do to watch the video game what was the Marilyn
1: Monroe one um oh, that was when um it was just one girl and and the four boys with the trench coats and she was just yeah.
0: oh, okay see this is fun to interview and then I'm going to go watch it yeah. later and watch this and I'm going to
1: send you the links of my rehearsal so you can see everything
0: is it okay mm-hmm. if we share those? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think people yeah. would love that. Yeah, yeah. It's all on it's all on my
1: website right now.
0: Okay. okay. I started yeah. to peruse. Yeah. So when I was watching you teach today, I know there's stuff in your head, but some of that are you kind of workshop, like let's try this. Because I know like sometimes I feel like I gotta have it all ready and, and but the, no, to yeah, play keep... around in a rehearsal when and the if the dancers are good with that, you can play more than like I just have to give you the well because the small. class
1: was small I was able to feel like I could play with it a little bit more yeah you know? and which worked out better because I also don't want to always give them um something that is really stagnant yeah because you know? it's always easy to go one two three four five six so you want to give them the idea to let the music then you put some music because I'm I'm getting my ideas from driving in the car right with right. my <laughs> coffee I'm like here here here, here. Yep. you know so I, I I'm, I'm coming in with I feel like I want to do something like that, you know, and just giving it all a little bit of solid gold, giving some wet, giving some that and stuff. And just, you know, and they, they were they were eating it all up. That's yeah. what I like. I like to mix match it all because it's just to go around and go, I used to hate because once you did a pot of bomb, pot of sometimes jerry jackson that's all you saw next group came in they go boom 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 next group up next group up next group up, next group, up. and then everything it moves fast but yeah this style of it just is just like like this it didn't change yeah you know?
0: how do they how did they take to your choreography because like i, I talked to people like some only did ballet and they were doing heels for the first time like in the lito or like right, in, right. Be- in vegas like jubilee and they've never even worn heels and then they're doing funky stuff that ballerinas struggled or i mean well, if if some if people just go oh this is a style i've always wanted and some are like oh no what have well I it's because style.
1: um the girls that they were able to say you know what look this is it let's see if i can just make this work you know and they were making it work and so once you saw somebody making it work you couldn't say to the other person that they can't do it that's right. What, that's kind of what happened. Yep. 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 You know, I mean, we should change is this as hard and like that person got it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what, <laughs> that's kind of what it was. And I also had, a, you know, we had an assistant that I would kind of put it on first to so get her idea like that. They never, ever were trying to say, um, that they couldn't do it here he would just be the ones, um, make, he never came to me and said, make they can't do that. No, he, he would push them harder. I mean, three inch hills to do what I was doing. Yeah. You know? And, um, so do you do
0: you like there's people that are conceptual like Don Arden who moved people like he was a master of so when you choreograph, do you do all the staging or does Pierre do that later like this your did he? a lot of
1: the staging for me yes yeah, so okay. I, I really really appreciated it um because um there's people that do really good steps but then he had you want to get the director involved with the staging right because they got the music in their ideas. They don't know what they, they've seen, kind of an idea of what they caught. Co- they know the costume, they know the music. So in their mind, they can easily just see this group coming out and turning around and walking off and this group in at the same time. That's dancing them, just moving around and showing yeah. this group. But when you saw, um, um, but he would give me the direction and then he would, I think actually, we would be um, choreographing at almost the same way is i would teach the steps and then he would kind of help and and, and block that part
0: okay and, and i like that yeah there's yeah. a little pressure off how That's did good. he even present the show to you like because he's i've heard very conceptual like how yeah he came to um, certain he, thing and once
1: i got the gig he flew down to vegas we met in vegas and um he had all the pictures and the music and and everything like that and uh because he was or, or i met him in new york i had to go somewhere to meet him and then um but he was just, um, there was never any um, wondering if you're going to be right. Let's see, see how where it goes. I mean, he was committed to me the whole time, you know. Wow. And also because Jillian Hiroshio. I was
0: Jillian. Hirosho. That's really?
1: who got me the gig. Really? I forgot to tell you. She's no. been in all these interviews today where she was brought up three times. <laughs> she, I'm surprised she didn't tell you this. She's the one that told Pierre, you need to use Nick Thompson. Yeah, because. Um, Does and she then, know you, you know, from Ronnie Lewis? She knows me because of. But before she was asked, I did a showcase called Joe Jack Swing, and it was a super dance dance showcase, and she loved it. I mean, it was, more, it was no Leos, it was no Showgirls, but it was all it was Joe Jack Swing, you know? Yeah. I, I had, like, four guys who were, like, jazz, and then I did some swings, and then I brought in my two lead uh, uh, swing dancers, and I was, uh, so there was, like, two fierce do-all-the-tricks swing guys, then there was two dancers with Jennifer Amos, me, and... Um, you know, that were more like could switch into being feature dancers but not so much acro but then also doing the style and have more feature parts but then we had four chorus girls that were the ones that were doing the the, the sassy stuff on the side you know yeah. so it had a variety of mixes and she loved that show I and mean, it was just a one-night showcase and Jillian happened to be there so she was like and I think that Julian might have heard this. Is Mick Thompson remember him? He was in Solid Gold. He was in Casino de Paris. So she's probably seen me because I was, you know, he must have
0: been looking for something when he talked to her. Like that, she saw what you did to know it fits what Pierre's vision is.
1: Like it has. Oh, to well, I don't to know show. how that happened because there was no swing or nothing in the show. Yeah. So she was kind of taking it upon her of knowing this is a guy that can choreograph. Um, and wanted to give him somebody that was more like, I, I was fresh at that time, because that was like, I was still, when that happened, um, I just, I was like, uh, I was 30, uh, I was 38. So this was, you know, and so I was doing Joe Jack Swing. And, um, and by, by this time, a lot of my Disney dancers now went from Orlando to Vegas, to do a Vegas, you know, so they were there to help me out, do that one. Then most of them went to, on to LA And um, all of them were, you know, successful, whoever was in that place rather than dance or genre, but no, it was just that um, um, it was just had, they were just going, this is what you gotta do. We're stepping it up, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And because the fact that Pierre saw these girls that were doing it and not complaining, I mean, one girl, she just was doing everything. She just did everything with her heels and she was kicking and She was like, whatever. There was not anything. And then turning around, I was. it was it was fun. I mean, I got I to gotta do a lot of mixing and matching and doing some blocking like that. But as far as bringing on the next part, you know, yeah. he would help me get them off and get the, where, where are they going to go for the next changes? Yeah. You know, because that could get a lot. I mean, otherwise, what, what's he going to be doing? I mean, when I do Disney shows, I get one week with the assistant to go through all of the tracks to prepare, and then um, I will come and teach. She will come and teach the choreography, and then then the director at the end of the day will come and block it. It works.
0: Yeah, yeah. I the show <clears throat> that I have that you're gonna see next time. <laughs> yeah. My miscommunication. Yeah. I have. I'm so conceptual, and I want to vomit all my material out, and they just pick it up and then my friend who was a is more of a cleaner like she was a rocket she was oh, right, 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 right. she'll go i go just give me let me get it all out there and then she'll go okay this will work better if you try this or here's some if that person switch i'm like oh yeah, yeah i can't because yeah, it's and so, near this
1: part yeah yeah
0: and so there's things like that i'm glad because i can get there but when my brain is in the the creative mode it's hard for me to go i don't i don't want to do the details yet i want to get all this out and it's so good when you have someone go let me just tweak them like you got that let me go on to the next thing yeah. so when we were talking about the show two of the dancers that took your class because i've shown them lots of video because i have showgirl stuff in mind, and it's about paris i go i want you to understand the history not just put on heels like i want them to get the style and know who who's miss Bluebell, what's the legal why does it matter oh, yeah. and so when they i don't know how christina even knew about the pom-pom one because that's my favorite one how did that concept, like, what did Pierre say? There's a thing with pom poms. Like, how does that merge of what he saw? What um, he no, did? he
1: wanted he wanted the pom poms to be um used. He wanted the girls, the guys, to use the pom poms more about holding it. You know, kind of like you know, uh, you know, keeping them like peekaboo <laughs> stuff. Wanted very peekaboo. Um, and and makes and and that's when I was able to design what the what the pom poms were gonna do, you know. Yeah, bum, 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 yeah it's really, really
0: it's fun. such a cute yeah. number, and it's like there's a lot of numbers <laughs> you kind of remember that one stands out because it's so its own thing. There's nothing like it, that not the costumes, the choreography, the, the pictures that it makes, it's just so unique. And it's just I will never forget that piece. Remember the
1: the walls with the big fans?
0: Is that important? Uh, what color the feathers? The,
1: the white. It's kind of like yes. Girl, yeah. Okay,
0: something I'm thinking Jubilee with the red fan one. Is a and what was one. funny about
1: that is, um, so I mean, we were it was a, there was a change. People were there watching some, maybe some investors, but the pressure was on for Pierre because they, they want they thought they were going to watch this whole scene or something like that. So, um, so we were we didn't have that waltz done yet, and I think um, so. And they're like, well, can we show them what it is? And I'm just like, Jack, we're on. And Jack is like, what are you going to do? And I just said, follow me, you know? And I was the girl, and he played the fan, and we just went around, and he, I just went out, boom, 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 and he, he was just doing it. And I was like, whatever we do, we have to do that again. You're not really, really I good. Oh because God. he's kind of ballroom trained, too. That's, yeah. why, that, that's why Jack and I were great, great, uh, great, great team, you know? And... um
0: so, how was it get, and, when you get into tech, like all your choreography? Because there are stories of some people like, I love the choreography. And then we had the costumes, we couldn't do it, or the stage. Like yeah. sometimes things get modified. Oh, that,
1: that transition
0: after, of choreographing, then you start adding costumes and you're adding tech.
1: Well, I honestly, they didn't really cut much. I didn't really have a lot of changes to do um, because they already were telling me where my limit was before, you know? So, um, however, jean Ryan is notorious for this. Like She would never let me <laughs> on. She would never let me near the boats. I would only choreograph for five days. I came in, I gave them a killer dance show that always <laughs> got best shows, G-Man. but jean would, you know, tear up. The kids would be like, blah, 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 blah. But it still would be something that she tells me that the audience is a favorite. She's going to yeah. make your show when the audience favorite again, you know, wow. and that was all these days it makes me—it's so sad because for like in the nineties and two thousand, I was doing so many cruise ships and everything, and now it just seems like they've all just changed up and stuff, you know? Yeah. But,
0: so when you finally see it on stage, how was that? When the like opening night, and were you there for opening?
1: Well, no, she wasn't. Let me. She wasn't. Oh, no, for go I mean, out. so for
0: Lido, sorry.
1: Oh yeah, I was at for opening.
0: Yeah. How was that process for you, like to see your work on this? This is a pretty prestigious cabaret.
1: Oh yeah, the cast was amazing. Plus, our lead was Sabrina. And she was adorable. She was so pretty. She was only there for one year because the, the lead that we're that we that he promised the part to was pregnant. So she had to have her baby first and she came back out, but he did not change her his mind about keeping Sabrina on, which he should have, because Sabrina just had a much more of that, like more innocent slip. She yeah. was just but the other lead was good, but it was just like you know, they lost it. you know, once once Sabrina got to be the lead. It was hard for her to go back and just be a chorus girl you know
0: yeah <clears throat>
1: so see so um because she was really really great but was but yes. now pierre's gone and ronnie lewis is gone and and rich, rich is gone and
0: this <clears> year <throat> this year alone that's like yeah. some of the <sighs> anyway. wow so you see your work on the stage and then well received i'm assuming yeah it was well we see how'd that feel like you don't have to feel like you're bragging well, what does it feel like when you put all that work in and you <clears throat> see it at this level?
1: With the things audience? that made me feel the best was when the um, when the uh, staff, the people that do the restaurants, the people that are there, they're the ones that finally say, "Oh my gosh, this is a, you did a great job. You, we love it, and you know, people really love your work." And blah blah blah. blah. I mean, they said we can tell the difference between your craft and the other guy, <laughs> <always> say, oh. <laughs> which isn't, I mean, which is good. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> but um, and I'm just. But it was it was obvious that that Pierre wanted me to do what I do with the numbers he gave me, not to hold back and just you know get them dancing and get trusted with that. I that felt yeah. yeah. freeing. Yeah.
0: So did you have any desire to do more of those kind of
1: shows? It sounds like you you've been eclectic. You're, you're, oh yeah, like I you're, love, you have a well, river. There's not like, that right many then? shows anyway. I mean, because yeah. Billy Goodson's been. See, keep in mind also at this time, Billy Goodson has got those Moulin Rouge girls dancing. So yeah, he's actually the one that. That broke the mold. I mean, I've interviewed
0: him. Yeah, I knew him mm-hmm. from LA, so I mm-hmm. didn't put together. Yeah, that's probably good from LA. That's known for yeah. that is Mulan Rouge, Of course, they're yeah. dancing.
1: Yeah, so that's why Pierre was not going to let his show be the one that's still going to keep the tradition because he knows that these girls they they can dance. Yeah, know? and we need to get them going. Now the difference was is my girls were five seven and three and chills, so you know they're all six one. Look and she going okay. <laughs> and it was beautiful. So I can't wait to see this stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. When I talked to Billy, it was it kind of like if one show steps it up, like if the Lido steps up, yeah. there's more dancing or it's just it's more spectacular than then the Mulan does it because also you want those some of those dancers like, well, I'm tired of someone want to go do that show. Oh, yeah. So you want to keep those better dancers. So the more the show steps well, up for caliber and quality of dancers, both
1: exactly cabarets benefit. Well, the Lido girls were always thinking um if you want to be if you want a simple show go to the Lido. if you want to dance go to the moulin Rouge and until my show and then a lot of the girls from the moulin Rouge wanted to come and do the lido really so i mean yeah.
0: oh wow so, so we're gonna wrap it up and okay. you must be exhausted it was so fun to watch you teach it, it <laughs> was so fun and i love why because these, these are wonderful dancers and, like, yeah. and i watch i was like i wonder if they are gonna get this because i was too. We don't have this style and it was I think they, they got it. I think they felt like champions to get through it and like one more time. Like Ugh. it was cardio, but also just the brain thing and just style that, that they're not used to. It was so good. And now I know if we get you back, they'll, they'll tell her They come take from this because I think uh, we used to have a lot more desire for master classes because A lot of people wanted to
1: dance professional. We well, were class was, was pretty busy. The what? the hills class. Yeah, golly, they look like they were good dancers in there, too. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, you got here in time for that one. I just went and kind of, yeah, I this. just peeked
0: in there. Yeah, because I think a lot of people like wanted to be like, we have a lot of our dancers have gone on to do like Beyonce. Like, we've had so many that have come out and they do tours in LA, but not that many people think of. There's a few Rockets on Broadway, but nobody knew about Cabaret. So, even with my podcast, like Hannah, who took your class today, she didn't know that she listened to the podcast. She goes, I didn't know this was a thing. And then she started to be fascinated about everybody's story and about these shows. So, she hmm. went to Paris with me got an audition for the lead on this audition for the Mulan and saw the shows and like, how come we don't know about this? You know, yeah. like they just don't know that that's an option is, for dancers. It's,
1: it's it's kind of sad because it was an, uh, it was the area where you could just be a dancer and not a dance scene aggro person. You know? Right, or a backup for a celebrity. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, because
0: I'm dancing in the 80s and it
1: was just... And there's no oops. place for a girl to dance glamorous anymore. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. it's just, it was, there was so many opportunities if you want to, Ron Lewis and dance your butt off and they sweat your eyelashes off. Like, I think I want to do They're save my issues. back, and I maybe yeah. could just do some. Yeah. But if you could choose, and because I work for Miller Reese, Ash, Barry Ashton, Bluebell, Gene and Ryan, Greg Thompson. Yeah. And it just felt like they all had a different flavor. And you need yeah, people yeah, that so. we all crossed over somewhat, be like, I think I feel like I want to go to Bermuda and do this. We just had so many choices, but I think it made us better dancers, a lot of people that just kept. Like you said, you, you're in a show and you learn from that person and then you're you're always being exposed to things you wouldn't learn if you had never left your hometown. So to wrap it up, I never know what my question is, just what pops into my head. I'm just in awe of your of your story and I even want to tell my own. I didn't used to be in awe. And now I'm like, that's pretty amazing. Like, how did I leave my small town in F here? I mean, it's just like you go along with then and you look back and go, I'm kind of in awe. Are you in awe of your life?
1: I am in awe of my life, you know? And I, have, I definitely have to give the glory to uh, Heavenly Father and Mother because um, they're the ones that are blessing me with this journey. So I just want to keep the light shining through the steps in my feet. Ooh, that should be a bumper sticker. That is a good <laughs> one. That is so, I
0: don't think I want to put anything after that. Say that one more time you can hear what you said. Like you I don't say. Hear what you said, nice. do the steps yeah. again. That was really good. That's off, off the top of your head from your heart. Yeah, because yeah, you're given this gift. And you're using it like you brought so much light into that room. It wasn't just choreography. They were having fun. They left with joy.
1: And they were just like, gosh, I did a really hard choreography and I'm about to die. At my age, I'm going to be 58 years old. And I just, that's the only reason why I'm still doing this is to be, you know, how they always say you want to give when when you've had it all, it's time to give. And I've had it all, and it's time to give. I mean, I, I never really got a chance to tell you, and this all went into being a Michael Jackson dancer for nine years, too, on top of it. Wait,
0: okay, just yeah. throw that in there a little bit, because yeah. I, I was gonna ask about that. So what happened,
1: Jackson. so I'm doing um, doing all the choreography for now, um, cruise ships, I've been to Disney World, blah, blah, blah. And then my best friend who used to um, do, he was the original guy that was one of Michael Jackson's dancers when he left his brothers, his name is Smith. He became Michael Jackson's choreographer in 1993. And I was 28 years old. And he's like, Mick, I don't know how I'm wrapping this up, but now I'm going into um in back to LA to go stay with him. And I he's like, I want you to audition for Michael. And I said, you know, I do a lot of bubbly American stuff. So to be funky and try to suit in with the whole R&B was not something I felt like if it works great, if it doesn't, I'm not gonna. So my feeling of auditioning was kind of like being a kind of like um uh joking with them sort of like um just gonna be okay i'm just gonna be, i'm gonna fake i'm just yeah. i'm gonna like kind of do it but not be so serious about it yeah and that's what they loved because michael ended up using me as his shadow which meant all the dancers can go anywhere he wants but they must keep me in his shadow I have to be in Michael Jackson's shadow because no matter where he is he wants to feel me isn't that amazing oh my god I'm glad I'm his shadow yeah I was a shadow for nine years and um i never went on the tour but this was for anytime we did tv specials or videos or on uncle creepsley and ghost but you can see me in dangerous and where we're all around the world whenever you see dangerous you'll see me right behind michael really yeah
0: it's pretty fun yeah. oh i'm gonna pull that up yeah. i'm so glad we, we yeah, came yeah. that you brought that up because i was looking at your lido pictures i was promoting the show and yeah. then michael jackson i'm like well, these, these do go together <laughs> yeah so i was just talking to michael shepard today yeah. like when i went back to reno i'm taking class there's people that are in the shows they're also doing nutcracker that were also in thriller indeed i've when got, I'm got gonna, to find I'm,
1: michael shepard i wonder if i'm on uh, i will connect you because yeah,
0: i just yeah. thought we've actually been messaging back and forth okay. today because of the interview it was so much fun oh my gosh okay oh, thanks so much thank you yeah. mick yeah. best to you best keep shining you. Oh, keep you. shining yeah.